You're listening to Mix 104.9. Now, there is always a lot of information to get through when the budget's handed down, and that was certainly the case yesterday. But there may be more in the federal budget for Territorians and those living in regional Australia than we'd initially noticed. The federal budget has committed $2 billion to water infrastructure spending, and workers who are prepared to go to regional Australia for at least six weeks could get a relocation payment. Now, joining me on the line to talk more about this is the Deputy Prime Minister, Michael McCormack. Good morning. Good morning, Katie. Now, Deputy PM, as part of that $2 billion for water infrastructure, um, what's been earmarked for the Northern Territory? Well, we'll be working with the Northern Territory Government. Of course, they bring forward their priority projects. We cannot build dam and water infrastructure without the states and territories working with them cooperatively and collaboratively. And look, I appreciate there's been a Northern Territory election recently. Appreciate the fact that uh, Labor won that election. I have reached out to Michael Gunner and congratulated him and uh, I was pleased to see that he's roundly welcomed the budget and what it meant for the Northern Territory. So, you know, I'll I'll work with Eva Lawler. We'll work together and make sure that for those uh, infrastructure projects, whether it's water, uh, whether it's roads, that we do it for the benefit of Territorians. Now, uh, I've spoken to uh, Leah Finocchiaro. She's delighted as well with the budget. So where we can identify collectively water infrastructure potential, then I'm happy to uh, progress it. Uh, if uh, If there's business cases already done, so much the better. If we can get shovels in the ground sooner, Let's go. And uh, I know the Northern Territory has a lot of water. I appreciate that it's got a lot of agricultural potential and resources too. And the mining industry, of course, it too needs a lot of water. So uh, uh, we want to make sure that uh, those CSIRO uh, identified areas for water in the top end are fully explored and let's get it happening. As you say, $2 billion on top of the $1.5 billion. We've got the National Water Grid in place. It's been operating well. We've got Chris Lynch heading up an eight-person advisory panel, and uh, I'm pretty excited about this. How soon would you like some of that work to get underway here in the Territory? Well, how soon is tomorrow? I mean, this, this is uh, pretty important. So, look, I'll be working with uh, local stakeholders, working with the government of the day to you know, fast-track this now. And I did note as well that there's also been an allocation of $17.4 million over two years. Um, It is for relocation assistance. So uh, basically with a a forecast labour shortage in the farming sector, it will no doubt be a welcome announcement. But is this all about trying to get people to move to regional Australia? Yes, totally. (laughs) I mean, there are 45,600 jobs in regional Australia, Northern Territory included, as identified by the Regional Australia Institute, we want those positions filled. We want people to come from the capital cities to go to regional areas. And there are good jobs, not just in resources, not just in agriculture, but in so many areas of endeavour. And having been to the Northern Territory a number of times uh, as a minister and certainly as Deputy Prime Minister and uh, just in, in recent times, you know, I, I see the potential. I see the number of jobs uh, just just singing out, fill me, you know, occupy my seat in this office. And, 
you know, we want to make sure that those business people who've uh, made the investment and made the commitment in the Northern Territory, that they can get those positions filled. So how exactly will this work? As I understand it, this money is going to be spent providing a one-off relocation rebate, up to six grand for those workers prepared to go regional for at least, well, I'm not sure what period of time and, and how you sort of, you know, how are you going well, to entice people? There conditions around it, of course, but uh, ultimately, at the end of the day, uh, we want to help people relocate. And uh, the Northern Territory, yes, it's uh, for some people who are, uh, say, on the eastern seaboard, that's, uh, uh, it's, it's a long way. It's a long way from where they're used to. It's a long way potentially from their home. Make a new home. You know, anybody who's gone to the Northern Territory, and I've I bumped into them every time I go up there, and they say, oh, yeah, I came here for three months in 1976, <laughs> you know, and you know, I'm still here. Well, I came here, you know, I came here in the 1980s for, for a, for a one-year um, maternity leave appointment, mm. you know, whatever the case might be. And I've stayed here for, you know, I've met someone, I've fallen in love, I've raised a family. Why yeah. would you want to live anywhere else? Well, it and, happens you know, so often. And I, and I think that, you know, this is the whole thing. We see that our capital cities are obviously overflowing and, and you know, there's not enough infrastructure in place in a lot of cases to actually deal with that. But then in regional parts of Australia, very often we're screaming out for people to fill jobs. Um, are we still classing... Well, we're, we're investing in the Tiger Brennan Drive, but let me tell you, if you are going from uh, one side of the uh, capital, Darwin, uh, to the other for work, you're not going to be sitting in traffic for an hour and a half. But <laughs> Let's that's hope not. not. The case if you live in Brisbane, Melbourne or Sydney, isn't yeah. it, Katie? No, that's right. Deputy PM, are we still in a situation, though, where the likes of Gold Coast are being uh, classed as regional? Well, the Gold Coast... Yes, for, for some programs, yes. And, and look, you have to look at the Gold Coast and say it's been pretty hard hit. It's been pretty hard hit by Anastasia Palaszczuk closing the borders and keeping them tightly closed for months. And that has really had an impact on their businesses, on their psyche, on their mental health. Oh, there, I mean, there's it, no doubt. But I guess to, you know, to somebody sitting in Tennant Creek this morning or, or in Catherine, they would be thinking, well, regional's very different in those areas to what it is on the Gold Coast or in Burley. Well, there is some hinterland areas of the Gold Coast too, to be fair. Uh, there, are the, there are some uh, hinterland areas, and I know I speak to... Uh, Karen Andrews and Stuart Robert and Angie Bell uh, all the time about uh, their issues around Gold Coasters and yeah I appreciate for some of those living in Tenner Creek and Catherine or wherever else you mentioned in the in the top end yeah they probably say well hey they're not they're not regional we are look at mm-hmm. us you know we've got we've got dust in our streets they've got uh, you know sand and surf and etc um, but they are, uh, by and large, uh, also needing assistance at the moment, and that's what our budget does. It doesn't leave any Australian behind. It looks after all of those areas right across the nation, metropolitan too. Yep. So they're doing it tough. Uh, look at the lockdowns in Melbourne. I have a daughter who teaches in Melbourne, and mm. you know, being shut up for uh, 23 of 24 hours a day in a small apartment, well, it yeah. ain't, ain't nice. And no, I it'd like be to terrible. Be doing it, and, uh, and I'm yeah. amazed she's uh, kept her spirits up as well as she has. Yeah, no, uh, it'd be terrible. Moving and into we... a classroom, and uh, it's all right for the year 12s. So they've got uh, they've got some, uh, you know, they've, they've got a big future ahead of them. But for a rowdy year seven, she tells me it's uh, sometimes a little a, a, a tad more difficult. We I all know what we're like be. when we're in year seven. Absolutely, I reckon it'd be very tough, and we're certainly thinking of all those Aussies that are locked up. Um, now, I just want to move to another issue though that we've been speaking about here in the territory, and that is mango pickers. Now, Senator Sam McMahon has had a crack at the Chief Minister accusing him of putting the Northern Territory's mango harvest in jeopardy by 
refusing to allow seasonal workers to quarantine on farms. Uh, the CLP senator said the territory mango industry was at risk of having more than $50 million of mangoes left to rot on the ground due to that ongoing worker shortage. She's blamed the Northern Territory government for the crisis because she reckons they've refused to lift those quarantine restrictions for fruit pickers travelling from overseas and interstate. Uh, she went on to say some of our NT mango producers have very good facilities that are suited for on-farm quarantine. Um, she went on to say this would allow these workers to harvest the crop while undergoing quarantine, yet Michael Gunner is blocking this as an option. Isn't the arrival, though, of international workers a federal issue? Yes, but uh, the quarantine issues are very much also a state and territory-based decision. So, yes, I, I fully agree with Senator McMahon. She is a fierce and proud and fighting advocate for all things Northern Territorian. And on this, she's right. Um, and if we can um, put in place measures by which we can get seasonal workers in uh, from areas which have been largely and relatively um, COVID-free and certainly agreeing to those hotspot uh, three-by-three uh, issues, and we have those resolved, and we can uh, ensure the uh, integrity of the quarantine when they do arrive uh, on farm, then why wouldn't you, for the sake of the economy, for the sake of those farmers and for the sake of the best mangoes anywhere in the world, do that? So you reckon the Chief Minister and, and the government really need to, to change their minds on this? They should be allowing those fa- farmers to have those fruit pickers stay on site? if they can guarantee the, the integrity of their quarantining, yes. Okay. Now, just finally this morning, I do want to talk to you about the Northern Territory's representation in federal parliament. It is looking as though this is going to come to a head. Uh, Barnaby Joyce broke ranks earlier this week supporting that Labor motion in parliament. Um, Now, a bill which was before... uh, Well, it's now been delayed, as I understand it. When you say break ranks, I mean mean the nationals. I had a... uh uh, a statement back in August. I had a, uh, a an op-ed, what's called a an opinion piece in the uh, the wonderful yep. NT News, my my, my favourite newspaper, um, extolling the virtues of uh, of more regional representation, not less. So I agree. Uh, the Northern Territory should have two representatives uh, in the House, uh, two House of Representatives people. I uh, appreciate that at the moment they're, they're both Labor. When I was uh, in Darwin, yep. I, uh, I caught up with both of them, had coffee. In fact, I had more than one coffee. Um, and, and, and I understand that uh, regional representation is important. I come from the regions. Yeah. I live in the regions. I, I live my life espousing the value and virtue of the regions, and I will go on doing that. And uh, the Prime Minister knows um, my view on Northern Territory representation. And uh, you know what? He agrees. I mean, we, we still have to get the report back from the Joint Standing Committee on Electoral Matters. Mm-hmm. Um, about um, about the, the representation in the Northern Territory. What I'd like to see yeah. is the Northern Territory grow its population such that uh, you know it doesn't even come into question. But we'll we'll, we'll, we'll put a uh, we'll put a bill uh, forward that uh, ensures that there is two seat representation for the Northern Territory. Because well, I tell you what, if I was living in Darwin, I wouldn't like to be traipsing backwards and forwards all the time uh, in the car uh, to Alice. Uh, to Tennant Creek, uh, you know, you, you need two representatives. It's a yeah. massive, massive area. I mean, I, I know my electorate is six hours from top to bottom. I know how hard it is for me as a, um, just when I was a, a, a backbench member uh, getting around my electorate, let alone now as the Deputy Prime Minister and with ministerial responsibilities. But, mm. uh, and I, I know how uh, Luke and Warren 
um, you know, they, they need to get out. And more importantly, people need accessibility to them. They need to be able to, when they want to see their member about an issue, they need to have that face-to-face contact. And if you're representing an area as large or larger than some uh, European countries, makes it so much more difficult. So I'll always be in there fighting hard for regional representation. And I'll tell you what... Prime Minister knows that. Parliament knows that. I'm sure anybody who's read my uh, uh, thoughts and views in the uh, NT News or heard me on uh, Northern Territory uh, Television or Radio, your wonderful program, knows full well where I stand. And there will be, there will be, here's the assurance, two seats for the Northern Territory going forward. You legend. That is exactly what we want to hear. I mean, I think it's so very important to Territorians. We we want to make sure that there are those two representatives. Um, and I tell you what, that'll be music to people's ears. McMahon's representation either. She gets in there and she... I ne- never mind. I mean, Labor... I've never heard Labor actually really arcing up about regional representation. Let's just, let's just park well, that Mel issue. Well, Melendiri McCarthy they... has. Melendiri McCarthy has certainly been... She has been really the advocating for this to happen. Yes. Yes, I, I, I'll concede and I'll agree and, and good people. You That's are fired up this morning, Deputy PM. And uh, I tell you what, so you are guaranteeing that we will have those two House of Reps seats. We will maintain yes. those. Underline it and put a couple of exclamation marks after it if you like. Excellent. I will be doing that. Well, Deputy Prime Minister Michael McCormack, always good to catch up with you. We really appreciate your time today. Thank you. Have a great day. You too.